Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Greetings and welcome to a special one-shot, Quest: The Dum-Dums and Dragons Story. I'm your host, Bukaki's cousin, the great wizard, Gotsi. We take a break now from our regular adventure to see the impact Quinny's infamy has had on another part of Dumpyroon, the fully original city of Gryffindel. This arc features DM Tyler Hewitt and players Del Borvik, Ryan LaPlante, and Laura Hamstra. How will their brand new characters fare as they try to make their way into an emerging elite band of thieves? Find out in this episode of Quinny Quest! Dum Dums and Dragon Story. The sun is rising. Ships are embarking and disembarking already down by the docks. Rooster crows can be heard in the farms that scatter around the outside of tall, tall walls. A drunken elf is both puking and shitting in an alley. (laughs) It's another day in the kingdom of Gryffindel. Hello and welcome to a Dum Dums and Dragons side story. I am your dungeon master, Tyler Hewitt. Yay! Yay! And joining me for this uh, story and game are Laura Hamstra. Hey. Del Borovic. Hello. And Ryan LaPlante. That's me. <laughs> we are your, your cast for this little adventure um, taking place in, as I said, the kingdom of Gryffindel. Gryffindel is a sizable city-state um, lorded over by King Gryffindel himself, um, a bustling shipping and industrial uh, uh, industry uh, down by the, the docks. This is a coastal city, and high, high walls protect the rest of the city from invaders uh, and, and, and things like that. There is, um, there is a large sort of tourism component to this city, and this is also where the League of Lords are housed, the League of Lords who advise King Gryffindel in all matters. Um, League of Lords are um, basically responsible for each and every single guild, official guild, you can think of in the Forgotten Realms. If if you're paid to do it, odds are you're in a guild of some kind, if you're paid to do something. And if if that is the case, then there are certain codes to abide by, and these sorts of things are all dictated by your respective guilds, which all belong to their respective leagues. And these lords oversee those leagues. Not much else is known about them, per se. Uh, And uh, hopefully we'll get to learn more about them as we carry on in our story here. For those of you that are joining us from our main story, our main campaign, Dum Dums and Dragons, um, at the time of recording in its sixth season, We're going back in time a little bit. Um, There is is deeply concerning news to the north going up the coast that Neverwinter has fallen to some kind of cabal of mercenaries. People are talking about the threat of the unseen hand and various military actions that they're undertaking in these lands. We are much further down south the coast. We have not seen that kind of hostile action yet, maybe at all. I don't know. Um, But there is heightened security um, for these kinds of things. And so if you're trying to get into the city of Gryffindel, you need to state your business. Uh, And that is where one of our heroes finds themselves right now. Um, She has basically been lined up all night. And finally, this fucking thing started moving as the sun kind of crested over those 
massive walls of Gryffindor. The gates were opened and people are being granted passage into Gryffindor. Uh, Cinder Darkbane. You notice that the queue you're in begins to sort of shuffle forward and you don't have to wait very long before you are met with two guards, each holding spears, and behind them, the massive gates of Gryffindor. One guard raises his hand and says, uh, state your business. Well, well, hello there, guard. I'm, I'm here. I'm looking for work and please let me in now. <laughs> the guard will kind of size you up. What is he, what is he seeing when he looks at you? So Cinder is a very, like, gangly person. She's 5'4". She has extremely shaggy, kind of mouse brown hair that looks like someone went at it with a knife. And hmm. she's wearing leather armor, but she just looks like a couple twiggy legs and arms sticking out of a big black fur because she wears a big cowl of a bear skin. No head, but the legs hanging down. So it's just like a poof. And nice. I would say that, uh, like, actor-wise, she has kind of a Billie Eilish look, especially around the oh, yeah. eyes. Um, but she's looks early 20s, maybe late teens. It's a little hard to tell. Also a little bit androgynous. So just an overall person who's, like, not sure what their deal is. Great. Okay. So the guard takes this image in. Not sure what their deal is. Um. And says, uh, uh, right, right, but what line of work are you in, eh? What are oh. you here to do in the city of Gryffindor? Oh, that's right. I'm, uh, looks at her wrist where it's like stuff smudged out. I'm an adventurer for hire. Oh, yeah, yeah. We get a lot of your kind in here. There'll be work plenty for you. Oh, good. Yeah. All right. Everything seems to be, uh, in order here. Carry on. And you are allowed entry into Gryffindor. Ha! That gets that gets a look. The, the weird <laughs> triumphant laugh. Uh, the guards just kind of like, well, whatever. It's yeah, it's a Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the start of a shift too. They can't be. Oh, no. And she would just bound in and take everything in because she's never been in this city ever. It's all brand new. You are standing in what is easily the widest road you've ever stood in. Um, there's enough room for carts many times over to run to and fro without inter interceding with each other whatsoever. Already, this main road into Gryffindor is starting to really start to bustle and pick up with just the general commotion of day-to-day -day life in a big city. Um, coming in, you see a lot of stables, horses for rent and hire and things like that. Um, you also see a number of inns and taverns and things like that. Basically just the kind of amenities that travelers would want to see first on their way in or the stuff that they would want to do on their way out. Uh, and it's at one of these inns where we, uh, we find our next adventurer, um, Hugo Bellpepper. You arrived last night in the evening before the gates were closed for the night and you uh shacked up at an inn mm -hmm. just one room for yourself got some hot soup or something like that and the sound of this hustle and bustle kind of the din rising in the early hours of the morning is what wakes you out of your bed right you stumble out of bed and there's a there's a large uh mirror that you can get dressed in front of what does your reflection look like? Um, so Hugo, that's his formal name, um, is a gnome. He's about just under three and a half feet tall. Um, he's pretty young, looks to be like, you know, kind of like not quite a man, no longer a boy, just like... <laughs> Classic Britney Spears song. You know, yeah, yeah that that song. Um, <laughs> Quite not a man, no longer a, a yeah, boy. We're all, we're all playing it in our heads, yeah, for sure. We all know the words. Um, and he's wearing um, 
he's got like tip what seems like typical brown like earth tone travel clothes except that at every uh, single joint his elbow his shoulders knees hips uh everything are multiple brightly colored streamers oh okay so when he's like walking around they'll kind of flow behind him we got like reds and oranges greens purples um he's got uh he's kind of like a tanny goldy color with like sandy hair um and a very large upturned nose big upturned nose yeah nice. and bright brown eyes been looking into too many windows as a youth got yep. stuck that way yep exactly uh fantastic it's time for you to start your day you know exactly what you're here to do you're excited to do it you got here a day early just to make sure you could get your foot in the door you head uh you head out of your room after you've packed up you've collected everything you're not coming back here mm -hmm. at least you don't think you head down you pay the appropriate fare for one night's stay and you're out the door once again just that 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 din that sort of just like no one indistinguishable one, no one distinguishable sound can be heard as you come mm -hmm. out just a cacophony of people talking and bargaining animal noises the sounds of foots hitting the, the cobblestones wheels rolling through the street all of it is a lot um this, is this a soundscape that um hugo's used to no 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 not at all um but but he loves it Excellent. and 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 he just he says to himself he says truck this isn't where we expected to be but we're making the most of it he calls himself truck he calls himself truck yeah okay he's a gnome they got lots of gnome names sure okay i would I, I would have just ex ex like completely accepted just he's a no and just all right I guess, yeah okay <laughs> he's a no he calls himself truck um awesome uh and uh you take your first big step in the big city and you head down the main road deeper into the city kind of on an incline as it just goes down towards the bay where you can mm. see the docks and the ships okay. coming and going some significant distance ahead near where the buildings of Gryffindel all sit much, much tighter together, a little bit taller, a little less inviting for outsiders. This is where the locals live. So there's not much need for appearing inviting or accommodating or hospitable. Um, Along these narrow alleys and tall buildings, uh, another one of our heroes is starting his day or perhaps finishing his night. Um, I'll let him make that distinction. But as he's uh, uh, stepping through these narrow alleys, perhaps avoiding certain areas or avoiding certain people, uh, his foot splashes through a puddle. And what does your reflection in the puddle look like? Euronymous Kosh. Yeah, so Euronymous Kosh or Euro to his friends or people who don't want to take the time to say his name because they're trying to kill him uh, is about six foot two. He is a big, broad tiefling, uh, something in the realm of uh, a Ray Stevenson. If we're thinking of his type, mid 40s, broad faced, kind of stocky body. He's wearing elaborate purple robes. Uh, with some some silver like altered chainmail, almost stylishly as a vest over them. A big guy. He's got a big necklace with the the theatrical masks on them at the end. The happy and the sad uh, in gold. Very very godly. He's got a very neat cravat that matches his whole outfit. Uh, his skin is a, a a bright to dark red, depending on how the light is hitting it. A classic crimson devil look. A la legend. Uh, only he has two horns going from either side of his forehead up like ram's horns that curl around so the points swoop behind his ears and come out back uh, towards the front of his face. He's he's a guy who 
has the energy of Villanelle's handler from Killing Eve in a Ray Stevenson body. <laughs> Shockingly welcome, like welcoming and warm. Uh, also, there's something vaguely criminal about him. Like you can just sense he's a little bit shady, but in a very cheerful way. Excellent. So um, good. And uh, to to uh, the what I mentioned earlier, do you think he's starting his day or just finishing his night? I think he uh, will we'll blend it. I think he's been up for three hours, pulled an early morning job. So it's really the start of the day. It's like getting your workout in before you go have sure, breakfast and sure. actually do things. I don't you understand know? that. Little exercise. <laughs> Something light to start the day. Yeah. yeah. Too ambitious. Right, right. <laughs> Perhaps uh, um, some some pickpocketing. Yeah, that sounds right. You know, you got to warm up your hands. It's chilly yeah. at night, so yeah, that's great. Um, you uh, you managed to pluck yourself uh, a small a small purse of twenty gold. Mm. But then he's humming. This is a good morning. Yeah, we're gonna find out super fast um, how little I understand. Like money uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a banana michael what could it cost ten dollars <laughs> i'm gonna carry a lot of lucille bluth energy into this yeah. <laughs> yes euro's gonna be fine wealth. with that he does not hang on to money he does he spends all his time stealing money but he doesn't actually care about keeping any of it it's just about the taking mm. excellent and that's an important distinction for for euro as well mm-hmm. uh Euro, you're moving um, at a leisurely pace, but you've you've got a very specific destination in mind. All three of you do, as a matter of fact. Um, you know that today is the day that the legendary thief Quinny Brownbarrow <gasps> is recruiting adventurers, thieves, other like-minded folk um, into his own adventuring band or adventuring company. For one reason or another, you all have been following sort of the myth of Quinny Brownbarrow. Um, emerged from sort of just like a vague kind of uh, origin. Don't really know where he's from per se. But you know that he started to make big, big moves when he joined a small group. Um, and they began sort of their exploits started to be known throughout the land. Um, and sort of all of that kind of hype climaxing with the thiefies from probably a year or so ago when Quinny won the thiefy and was subsequently murdered during the ceremony, destroyed, they say. He burst into flames and was never seen again. And after that point, the thieves were known as the Quinnies. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you would expect from someone who burst into flames and was destroyed, you didn't hear from him or about him <laughs> after that. <laughs> Until there were these rumors that Quinny or some kind of freakish amalgam monster claiming to be Quinny was back with his old group of friends kind of carrying on with those daring exploits and things like that. Um, and now, of course, you hear about this, uh, this difficulty north, uh, north along the coast. Waterdeep is besieged currently. Neverwinter apparently conquered or something like that. Mm. And Quinny Brownbarrow's kind of involved up there in some sort of resistance or something like that. And so the assumption is, you know, a lot of this is coming from rumors here and there. A lot of this is coming from hearsay, things overheard in taverns or along the trails outside of the city. That he's put together or putting together some kind of adventuring group to help supplement this resistance effort. And today's the day for tryouts in a warehouse down by the pier. Now, there's a number of warehouses 
down there by the docks. Uh, so no regular schmo is going to know where this is. This is not just for anyone to sign up. You have to kind of be capable at tracking or you have to know kind of the thief code or thieves can't maybe to read between the lines of various markings on walls or things people are saying or not saying, or maybe you just have to be like extremely intuitive about this kind of thing. But for whatever reason, the three of you know where this is going down. And it doesn't take long <clears throat> for the three of you to arrive outside of the warehouse that you believe to be the place. Euro, you know this part of the city, at least, like the back of your hand. The docks are where a lot of your business can get done, both the acquiring of goods and money and the fencing of goods and dispersing of money. So you get here first because you know exactly the warehouse this guy's talking about, that, that Quinny's, Quinny in air quotes, is referring to. So you arrive here first, and you don't have to wait around long before out of the mist. Um, it's dark here as well, I should say. Um, it's funny how the light doesn't ever seem to hit all of Gryffindel all at once. Some say it's just because it's just so dang big. And other people say it's kind of built like that just to make sure that certain things that should happen in the dark stay in the dark. Um, but out of the murky mist of an alleyway, you see a small, very youthful looking gnome. Um, not, not a boy, not yet a man though. <laughs> um, uh, and, um, Hugo, um, what, um, what do you do when you arrive at what you believe to be the right spot and see this, uh, tiefling character waiting outside? Um, if anything, uh, <laughs> uh, Hugo, or truck. I'm just going to call him truck. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Should I call him Hugo or truck? Uh, if you're friendly, you can call him truck. Okay. Outside of combat, I'll call him truck. And then it'll be <laughs> Hugo Bell Pepper. Roll initiative. <laughs> 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 I'm going to kill you. Hello. I am Bernard Sherbert, the survivalist Herbert from Dum Dums and Dragons, and I am here to help you survive the boredom of day-to-day -day life by helping to engage in the wonderful storytelling, whimsy, comedy, and occasional tragedy of the Dum Dums and Dragons adventures. If you would like to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, that is D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E, and you can join for as little as $1 a month, which will gain access to our Patreon-only Discord, where you can hang out with other people who have also listened to the things you have listened to and seen the things you have seen and thus can describe them with you. Or, at higher levels, you can get ad-free feeds where you can avoid ads like this one. Or, alternatively, at even higher levels, you can add an NPC name, like Bourbon Gerbert was. Or, you can add your own NPC that you build at the highest level and get your name in the credits. Name in the credits. Name in the credits. Sorry, I had to say that three times because it is very, very, very cool. This has been Bourbon Sherbert, encouraging you to go join patreon.com slash dumdumdice. See you in the future. Bleep bloop. So, uh, Truck points at um, this large tiefling and it's just like, and, and in the tiefling's mind, he hears a voice go, Hey, you cool? <laughs> Interesting. Well, I am Euro. Pleasure to meet me, he says uh, aloud and in his head, extending a hand to shake your hand. Hey, you're cool. And, and Truck just like bounds up to him and say, Yeah, I'm Truck. It's nice to meet you. That is a very particular name, Truck. How, how, where did you get it? Oh, uh, well, I really... Uh, see, now here, uh, I was born a rock gnome, uh, but I really feel like I'm a forest gnome. And so I, I really like taking care of things in the forest. And there was a honey chuckle tree. And I, I tended the, I was more of a bush actually, but I tended the honey chuckle bush like all the time because I just wanted to be outside. And then like eventually I, I, people just started calling me truck because I, I was like 
cutty truckle and then truckle and then just truck and then truck kind of stuck and I really like it because I really like the honey truckle I even have like a, a toy that's like a honey truckle man that I take around with me and he pulls out this little like carved stone of like a, a honey truckle flower but it's also like a weird like man with a face <laughs> 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 and he puts it back into his, his pocket. Anyways, that's how I got the name truck. Oh, good for you. Your friends are very focused on efficiency. That makes sense. It would balance you out. All right. So the lineup for tryouts starts right here. You can stand here. I'm going to record your information as I did. This will be great. We'll meet the other people and then we'll pick the team. Wait, what? Wait. I need you, 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 are you to get working, into line. Are you working with Quinny? Yes, that's, that's Are you right. Ru- I, oh, you're running the truck. Oh, oh, yes, I'm well, organizing and, this event. And truck just like bows, ex- like a sweeping bow to uh, Euro. Oh, thank and you. And does not you. rise. Oh, no, you, you can rise. This is very fair. But you can get into the line over here and everyone will do this. Uh, Euro... Uh, <laughs> Euro believes that if you, if you can commit a crime, you sort of have to. Uh, he's really <laughs> only interested in robbing the rich, but he is capable of spotting new, like, low-level possible criminals who are coming into town. And so, yeah, he'll just run a con when he can, especially if it's harmless. Truck clearly has no money and no guile, right. so there's no yeah. maliciousness in this. He just can't help himself. He's the first guy here. He doesn't know if Quinny's going to show up. Maybe he can just fleece whatever rich assholes show up and get in line in like the next 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it is that, I think, guileless nature uh, uh, that I think you've made quite kind of apparent in this scenario. Laura, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to make you roll. Like, like the, <laughs> that's, that's a you, you fucking lie to this kid and he buys it. Hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Well, you're the uh, first one here. That is very admirable. Very good for you. That bodes well. Wow. Wow, and, it's really happening. And at the words of it's really happening, another character emerges from the mist of the alleyways. Cinder Darkbane, you come upon these two starkly different in stature characters. Um, do you do anything? Or or what is your reaction to coming upon this from out in the mist, she would just be standing, and it's like you could see her amber eyes watching from the misty darkness. And she's going to take take them in and watch this happening. But then also is like, mm, I don't know about this, but also knows we should tryouts are in this building. So I think she would try to avoid and maybe look in a window or another thing into the building to try and ascertain what's going on in this area cool but uh roll not... me a stealth check okay how do First i roll do of it? the game oh my god that's right and and dell we're gonna take you through I'm, this so i'm a baby i've never played D before that's, played lots of other things but not D. Like the most dumb dumbs and dragons story thing <laughs> there you go yeah. Yeah. So you're okay. gonna roll a d20 okay well, and on not, your character sheet not great <laughs> well Let's... Let's see what your modifier says. Um, Under on, on your character stealth? Sheet, uh, for stealth, yeah. What's what, what's the modifier? What can you add to that D20? Plus role? three. So what is the total the adding total the roll and the, and the modifier? Is eight. Wow, that was a bad roll. It was a bad roll. Try. You take a step forward, um, and they carry on in their kind of conversation. You take a second step forward, uh, and they haven't noticed you. Uh, then you do step on a cat, um, and there is that full volume, like, <laughs> rawr, like just awful yowl, <laughs> and they both see you immediately. Um, uh, uh, with uh, an eight, um, yeah, you step on the cat and are mortified at being caught that you don't immediately lift your boot up off the cat. So you do just have a cat going like nuts on your boot right now yeah. as these two stare at you. And and I think Cinder's so distracted by this that they turn down to the cat and are just like, <gasps> and like making noise back at this cat instantly. <laughs> People are opening windows to, to listen to what it sounds like, uh, a, like a feral uh, uh person and a, and a cat having at it um yes that is, that is what Hugo, is occurring do you do you re- react to this in any way 
Excuse me, you need to let that cat go. Cats are sacred to mask. They care only for themselves and will steal or hurt anyone. Thanks, Cinder just takes takes foot off the cat, but pulls out a sword and is like, does this cat want to fight? The cat does not. <laughs> cat is off like a shot. They're so just holding a sword and looking after this cat. Like, mm, yeah, yeah, you better run. <laughs> and then, and Trek just points to Cinder and in like a whisper only you can hear Cinder. <laughs> you can sit here. Uh, you cool? Cinder perks up and does a full circle like looking for where this noise is coming from because it's inside her head and not from somewhere but she's she's pacing around like what? you should be you should be <laughs> able to hear that it comes from my direction okay oh, can is you it? explain the exact mechanics of what this is <laughs> from truck so that i yes, can picture it. my apologies um so you do hear i basically like point a finger at someone and you hear like a whispered message from me that only you can hear okay and then and then that person can respond in kind to me I think the only response from Cinder would just be, who are you? And and Truck just like waves his arms. Streamers flying. Cinder is baffled by this. We'll put the sword away and very cautiously, step by step, step closer to the rest of them. <laughs> okay, it's nice. I'm glad you're here for tryouts, I assume. Issue with Cat, but otherwise maybe very stealthy. I am Euro. It's a pleasure to meet me. Uh, and he extends a hand to you to shake. Cinder looks at your hand, looks back up at you, looks at your hand, looks back up at you, and says, yeah, I'm here. I'm here for tryouts. Great. Well, uh, this is the line. He just like runs a hand through his hair as though he had like doing the cool guy thing or it doesn't bother him. And he's like, you just have to line up behind uh, my new friend here, truck. Uh, and we'll wait for anyone else coming who wants to be a part of today's tryouts. And I'd be sus about this. <laughs> can you? You can. I'm sus. I'm okay. sus about this. Okay. Um. Yeah, roll me a. Was there, was there supposed to be a line check. of tryouts? Roll me an insight check to see okay. if what Euro's saying is is on the level. You want me to do competing deception, Tyler? Yeah, yeah. Since we're we're putting your ability to lie to the test, yeah, let's get a deception. Let's, so let's opposed checks, please. Okay, I got eighteen. Twenty-one. <gasps> All right. And tr um, Truck has kind of uh, sidled over to Euro a bit and just says, you know what? I don't know if she's cool. <laughs> with it's... with an 18, <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> uh, an 18 versus a 21, uh, Cinder, you don't know how this was going to work. Mm -hmm. So, like, I guess this yeah. is this is what we're supposed to do. Um you know, you're not uh, as enthusiastic about doing whatever Euro has, but whatever Euro says as truck is, but you're also at a loss for what else you would do anyway. Right. That's true. So I think yeah. she will ac acquiesce and stand in line with like a little extra space between where truck ends and then Hugo is just Great. keeping an eye out for any other things that come up. Excellent, excellent. Thank you. I'm going to go inside and make sure that everything is set up. If anyone else comes, tell them to get in line behind you. You two are here first. You get priority treatment. VIPs you are. Uh, you go to uh, open the door, and it opens before your hand can touch the latch. Uh, and a, uh, a lot, well, yeah, a large um, rat standing on his hind legs. Uh, in a long coat and like a, a, a vest and a nice white shirt um, uh, and uh, some leather pants and boots. Hmm. Um, he has opened the door in front of you, a little surprised. Uh, and then he says, uh, whoa, hey, uh, hey, you, uh, you even a tryouts? Yes, I've been organizing the line. Oh, uh, that's not really necessary. Uh, 
my name's Ratface. I was going <laughs> to organize all of this. I've kind of been hired out to, uh, to see to those kind of particulars. Uh, I am sort of a uh, major domo for hire, if that makes any kind of sense. So currently I am in charge of the uh, tryouts for this Quinny Brown Barrows uh, new adventuring endeavor. Um, come on in. You're not the first to, to join us here. Uh, please step inside. Excellent. Adhere, Excellent. Adhere, oh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. It's a pleasure to meet you, Redface. Pleasure to meet you. Euronymous uh, uh, holds out a hand to, to shake, claps another hand on his shoulder, goes in for a big hug, uh, and he would like to try to pickpocket this guy. Uh, yes. <laughs> So good to meet you. Mwah, mwah. Oh, it's so great to make friends. Go for uh go for a sleight of hand. Ten. Ten? Okay. Uh for a ten, you come away with what feels like a wallet. Obviously, you don't want to check what it is right in front of this guy, but you've palmed it and you secure it, and it's gone. And he does not appear to notice, but while you were hugging him, he reciprocated the hug. <laughs> Excellent. I'm leave it at that. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> As he goes in, knowing he's joining a criminal group, he's 100% going to check his pockets the first moment that he can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Great. Um, Cinder and Truck, seeing uh, Euro um, uh, meet the person who appears to be running the tryouts, mm -hmm. does that impact you in any way or are you kind of just going along with it? Oh yeah. Truck looks up at Euro and is just like kind of wide-eyed mouth open. It's like, you're not the guy. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yes. And, then, and Truck just like walks in ahead of Euro. Like all's good. <laughs> That one will do well. It's good. <laughs> very good. And Cinder Excellent. will follow along behind, but very like, haha, my sus. <laughs> it's accurate. You will do less well, but still good. <laughs> Euro, anytime you want to do a self-assessment, a quick pat down, feel free. I, the moment Ratface is, is going okay. in, he'll Rat pat face down about faces and he, and he goes in. Um, you, you pat yourself down um, and... Uh, you don't, you don't feel anything. You don't feel anything is missing. Something new has been placed on you. Oh, what is this? Uh, he's, he thinks to himself. He's not going to like say that shit out loud with swallowing rat face. Yeah. It appears to be a wallet. Uh, do you, would you like to open it? Uh, I think you would have to glance at it to see because I, I I mean I don't know what we're doing in D and D terms, but like is this the die pack that like you open it and like sprays you in the face? <laughs> he wants to make sure it's not that. Um I mean, how do you normally check that without getting a face full of die? Uh he would open it, but towards Cinder's back. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> in front of nothing, him in line. Nothing explodes out from the wallet or anything like <laughs> right, that. Right. Then you can check see, that shit out. You can see now that you've like flexed it open that there is a single uh, uh note inside the wallet. The wallet is otherwise empty. Ah. What does this say? This is very clever. Uh you take out the note and you open it, and the note reads, uh, nice job. Please give me back my real wallet. <laughs> interesting, interesting. <laughs> Okay. Uh, he is going to walk forwards during the lineup. And what he would like to do is bump and trip into uh, Cinder and Truck mm -hmm. and into Ratface. And in helping everyone up, just try to secrete the wallet back in a way that Ratface wouldn't like notice. Okay. Let's do another sleight of hand. A spoiler alert. He's not actually that good at sleight of hand. <laughs> That's a 15. For effort. So 15. 15 will get it, get the job done. But as you're kind of cavorting around and, and kind of groping and jostling everyone and, 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 and finally securing the wallet back in its home, uh, this is the wallet that you took, by the way, not the wallet that was planted on you. Yep. Ratface with a 15 uh, can tell what you're doing. And as you're doing it, you just <laughs> hear it in your whispered into your ear, like, hey, thanks a lot. Great job. 
<laughs> Excellent. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you're not hurt. Thank. Thank you very much. It means a lot. <laughs> he gives you a knowing kind of nod, and um, and then backs away from you, all three of you, kind of with his arms spread open, and you see that there is uh, about seven or eight people uh, already here okay. from various walks of life, people of all shapes and sizes, all ages, that kind of thing. Well. Not little kids, you know, this is, this is a dangerous <laughs> life. Um, <laughs> Winnie's child army being yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Gryffindor. Yes. Truck yeah. is legally an adult. <laughs> uh, Ratface, arms wide, brings them together, kind of rubs his hands and says, uh, welcome one and all to the tryouts for Quinny Brown Barrows, yet to be named. Adventuring company. Real glad to have you all here. Real glad you could make it. Uh, please welcome our three most recent guests here. Uh, I didn't catch any of your names. It's not important. Uh, <laughs> with these three joining us, however, we will be calling it. Um, and uh, no other new people are allowed to try out, at least for today. Okay. Um, there are only so many positions on the team. Uh, you will all be grouped up, uh, and let's just, uh, you know what, I like the way you stand it. So you three, he gestures to you three. You three will be a team. That's fine. I'm sure you already know each other. You seem pretty chummy out there. That's great. You four over there, and uh, yeah, you three. Um, so they're already just kind of grouped up. Um, Radface is doing this all kind of like haphazardly. Um, it's pretty clear that Quinny Brownbarrow is not here. And that rat face is a paid proxy. And some of you may or may not be starting to feel that Quinny's really getting what he paid for out of rat face. <laughs> um, <laughs> rat face says, all right, we got, we got a great gauntlet ahead for you. Okay. It's going to test your skills as an adventurer, as a thief, you know, all the great kind of Quinny Brown barrel qualities uh, it's going to test your abilities as a halfling because he is one of those. Also, uh, you, most of you are not halflings. Okay. I, <laughs> that's fine. You're fine. It's fine. It's fine. If you uh, give me a moment, I could become a halfling. That will Ooh, be do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. No, actually, you know, youngster, I got kind of a thing going on here. Oh. Uh, but, uh, My, and, and, you and, know, maybe. <laughs> truck bows low. My apologies, sir. You're all right. I like you. Uh, no, no, please get up, get up, get up, get up. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah, no, the uh, you're not here to impress me. Uh, I will be uh, scoring you, but it's on already established criteria. So uh, no extra brownie points if you're not a halfling that you can become one. That's fine, I guess. <laughs> I I don't know how you do that, um, but uh, it's not gonna. It's not. It's fine. It's fine. I, I'm already I'm already changing gears up here in the old noggin so that it's not going to be an issue later on in the gauntlet. I'm just going to remove the halfling event. That's fine. <laughs> I will note it on your application. Did you all sign the application and uh, more importantly, the waivers uh, when you came in? You, yes, 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 you. All of you, good. Yes, you did. And you three, did you sign the waiver when you came in? Absolutely oh. not. All right, I'm just going to pass you this clipboard here. It's a lot of just jogging. We just need your, your ex, your John Hancock there at the bottom. Please read that before you sign it, little person. This is a classic scam. Uh, and Ratface <laughs> looks at you like, come on, man, what are you doing here? <laughs> I thought we had an understanding. I, I like you very much, but he, but he has no money and is not very worldly. We have uh. to teach him to be good thief. I understand. And he pats you on both shoulders and gives you like a little handshake of like, I understand. I understand. And you feel a wallet get passed over to you. <laughs> I oh, understand. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yes. I'm sorry. Oh, oh there's a cough overcoming me. Oh, oh. I'll just go over and open the wallet. I'll see if there's, a note. <laughs> there's a note in this wallet. It's a different wallet. <laughs> like it already. What, yeah, this, one's, it this one's Velcro. So unfortunately over your coughing, you gotta do that. <laughs> kind of ripping it open. So your cough sounds awful. 
Yeah, um, that last was like a. Uh, yeah, everyone <laughs> except except maybe for Cinder and Truck, but everyone else takes like a full step away from you. <laughs> um, and the note says, uh, "No one's no no one's going to care <laughs> if if you know a couple of people who weren't going to make it anyway aren't around anymore." <laughs> Oh. XOXO rat face. <laughs> Cinder will speak up and say, do we, do we have to sign this to be able to do the tryouts? Yeah, unfortunately, it is a requirement. Yeah. So yeah. she just flips to the very end and writes on it and flips it and hands it back. Done. Excellent kid. I like you, Moxie. How are we doing over here, short stack? And he looks to you, truck. Uh, so truck has been uh, like carefully like pointing at each word and reading it and then looks up at Ratface. He's like, no, nah, I'm kidding. And just signs it. Ah, <laughs> you're all right. You had me go in there. <laughs> no, he didn't. Uh, he like looks to everyone else. He's, he's definitely like he feels like he's with the adults in the room and truck is a kid. He's very much yeah. already kind of made up his mind about truck. Yeah. Um, uh, and then uh, all eyes fall on Euro. Uh, yes, it's time for me to do this. I'll, I have my own pen. This will be great. Uh, and he will uh, forge the name of one of his childhood bullies, which is what he does every time he gets a ticket for stealing onto public transit or anything else. He has like three kids who treated him like shit in high school. And those are the names he gives because he knows their current addresses. So like the guards <laughs> show up to harass them all Excellent. the time. It's perfect. Yes. He's, he's Creed Bratton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Creed Bratton, upstanding citizen, a little bit of a, a rough streak in his youth. You know, he was mean to some kids. Uh, but, you know, he feels that he matured and really kind of built a lot of character in his early 20s and mid 30s. And now in his 40s, uh, his credit is complete dog shit and he doesn't, <laughs> doesn't get it. His wife has left him, and his kids hate him. Who's anyway. a red-skinned loser? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, you know his address because he can't afford to move anywhere else, so he's just stuck where he's at. <laughs> yeah, after the checks I've signed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, they don't let him in the bank building anymore. Yeah, no, yeah. He he has... He's, he's having some hard times. Anyway, um... So with that, Ratface gratefully collects all the clipboards with waivers and things like that on them and says, uh, all right, now. And he pulls, uh, he, he kind of shuffles over to uh, a wall and there's a, a big old chain hanging from the wall and he yanks on that chain. And in this dark, dank, musty warehouse, there was actually a curtain, a massive curtain partition that falls away. It's disgusting. It's a big, mildewy, dusty, disgusting piece of fabric, but it does drop to reveal a sort of ramshackle funhouse with a big kind of cartoonish rat in a top hat kind of ringmaster holding a uh, like a Barker's cane. Uh, and it's got a little kind of motorized hand waving back and forth <laughs> and a little bit of lights going, a little bit of like a carnival music going. And he says... Uh, Welcome to the gauntlet, ladies and gents. Here we go. <laughs> this episode of Queenie Quest, the Dum Dums and Dragons story, features Del Borbic at the Del Tastic on Twitter, Ryan Aplant at the Ryan Aplant on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and our Dungeon Master Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the One Shot's logo was created by Decapitated Markers. This show's theme music is Gothic Trip with Thunder Horse by Damiano Baldoni. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, and our Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. 
Now I'm off before that robot DJ returns and destroys us all! Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Spot Allen, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, OMG, it's Big Nick. D&D and Things, Norma Byers. Schrodinger's Pepper. Guy Edwards. Flea Unit. Madre de Gatos. Lady Maiden. Melissa Rain. Mithrian. And Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. It begins, as terrible things often do, with a knife. People of Herta, chosen children of the night, a lost soul has come to us. I'm not sure if I can do this. It's always better if you just do it quick. You came to St. Kilda to escape your past, but the past isn't so easy to outrun. You always say you're changing, but underneath you're just the same. She was a child, Lockie. You liar! Did you really believe this community would accept you? I think you're meant to be here. A little bird told me that you're a liar. All of this, it comes with a cost, Lockie. Did you really believe you could find redemption. The time for excuses is over. The Secret of St. Kilda. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to season one now, and remember, there is no change without sacrifice. <laughs>